Today we'll learn about Israel. Not the nation Israel, but the man, Israel, named by God after a wrestling match. Thanks for tuning in to The Bible Brief. Rebecca is in labor. Years after Sarah had given birth to Isaac, despite her barrenness, God repeats the miracle with Isaac's wife, Rebecca, who was also barren. Now, after Rebecca had conceived, she noticed lots of motion and turbulence in her womb. So she prayed to the Lord and said, Why is this happening to me? And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples will come from you and be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. Apparently, Rebecca is having twins, and they are struggling with each other in the womb. And God tells her ahead of time that the nation that the older brother starts will serve the nation that the younger brother starts. This is a pretty big statement by God, and we will just have to see how it plays out as the story unfolds. After feeling this struggle in her womb for months, it's now time for her to finally meet her children, the grandchildren of Abraham and the children of Isaac. Let's go to right when they're born. It says this in Genesis 25. The first one came out red-looking, covered with hair like a fur coat, and they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out grasping Esau's heel with his hand, so he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when they were born. Esau and Jacob, two brothers who would become nations. Abraham's grandchildren have come into the world, and as we will soon find out, One of the nations that would come from his two grandchildren would be the nation so central to the rest of the Bible, the nation of Israel. Now remember what God said about the nations that would come from these twin brothers. He says that the older will serve the younger. And while this is primarily about the nations that would come from the brothers, we actually see it play out in their lives as well. In fact, the very next scene in the Bible after their birth shows this theme. Let's listen to some excerpts. When the boys grew up, Esau became an expert hunter, an outdoorsman, but Jacob was a quiet man who stayed at home. Once when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the field exhausted. He said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stuff because I'm exhausted. Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. Look, said Esau, I'm about to die, so what good is a birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to Jacob and sold his birthright to him. Then Jacob gave bread and lentil stew to Esau. He ate, drank, got up, and went away. So Esau despised his birthright. Now this may not be immediately relatable to us. What's this birthright that they're talking about? Well, a brief explanation is this. It has to do with inheritance. The firstborn of a household would have a right, called his birthright, which conferred something to him consisting of a special portion of assets, privilege, and authority as an inheritance from his father. Esau, being the firstborn of Isaac, would have enjoyed this special place of privilege and inheritance. But as we see, he didn't count it as anything. Instead, the Bible says that Esau despised his birthright and he exchanged it for a bowl of stew. Additionally, we see this theme continue to develop that God said from the beginning, that the older will serve the younger. Many years later, we see an event with the same theme. This time, instead of a birthright, it's the blessing of their father Isaac. The words that Isaac would use to confer goodness and favor 
to the firstborn. These blessings of fathers in the Bible often take a prophetic tone, where the blessings come to pass as if from God himself. How this works isn't detailed anywhere in the scriptures, so we'll just need to take it as a given as we listen to the narrative. Listen to these excerpts from Genesis 27. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could not see, he called his older son Isaac and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. He said, Look, I am old and I do not know the day of my death. So now take your hunting gear, your quiver and bow, and go out in the field and hunt some game for me. Then make me a delicious meal that I love and bring it to me to eat, so that I can bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening to what Isaac said to his son Esau. So while Esau went to the field to hunt some game to bring in, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Listen, I heard your father talking with your brother Esau. He said, Bring me game and make me a delicious meal for me to eat so that I can bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now my son, listen to me and do what I tell you. Go to the flock and bring me two choice young goats, and I will make them into a delicious meal for your father, the kind he loves. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may bless you before he dies. So Jacob and his mother Rebekah hatch a plan to get Jacob the blessing of the firstborn instead of Esau. So eventually Jacob comes to his father with hairy skin on and with delicious food. Nearly blind Isaac, convinced by these deceptions and by the delicious food, grants the blessing of the firstborn to the one who he thinks is Esau. He says, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you from the dew of the sky and from the richness of the land an abundance of grain and new wine. May people serve you and nations bow and worship to you. Be master over your relatives. May your mother's sons bow and worship to you. Those who curse you will be cursed, and those who bless you will be blessed. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob left the presence of his father Isaac, his brother Esau arrived from his hunting. He also had made some delicious food and brought it to his father. He said to his father, Let my father get up and eat some of his son's game so that you may bless me. But his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am Esau, your firstborn son. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably. Who was it then, he said, who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it all before you came in, and I blessed him. Indeed, he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he cried out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me too, my father. What we see from this account is Jacob tricking his father Isaac into giving him the blessing of the firstborn instead of his older brother Isaac. Despite Isaac's attempts at confirming the identity of his son, Jacob's intent prevailed. And you can see how Isaac and Esau are both distraught when they understand what happened. Jacob has been given the primary blessing from his father, and Esau now has no birthright and a secondhand blessing. Again, as God said of the nations that would come from Esau and Jacob, it's occurring in their own lives. The older will serve the younger. Now Esau is enraged and soon seeks to take the life of his brother who deceived him out of all the rights of the firstborn. Jacob has taken his place despite being his younger brother, which as it happens is the meaning of his name. Jacob means something like deceiver and supplanter, and Jacob has lived up to his name. But now he's on the run. Esau wants him dead. After fleeing Esau, 
Jacob stays away for many years and gets married, gains wealth, and finally decides to head back to the land where Esau is. He hopes beyond hope that he will not be killed as his brother intended years earlier. It's in this circumstance that we have one of the most peculiar stories in perhaps the whole Bible. We see Jacob wrestling, not his brother in the womb, but God on the banks of a river. Having sent his family ahead of him in travels, we read this in Genesis 32. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat him, he struck Jacob's hip socket as they wrestled and dislocated his hip. Then he said to Jacob, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? the man asked. Jacob, he replied. Your name will no longer be Jacob, he said. It will be Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he answered, Why do you ask my name? And he blessed him there. Jacob then named the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, he said, yet my life has been spared. Up to this point, Jacob's life had been characterized by a struggle for blessing. He wanted the birthright and deceived his brother for it. He wanted the firstborn blessing and he deceived his father for it. And we skipped over some additional stories of struggle for Jacob that you can read yourself. In this account, we see perhaps the greatest struggle, a struggle against God for blessing, where Jacob, though prevailing, knows that his life has been spared by God. This blessing of Jacob involves a new name, too. Jacob's new name is Israel, which means something like struggled with God. Jacob's greatest desire in life was blessing, and this narrative in some ways illustrates Jacob's whole life, a struggle for blessing. Yet this name change signifies something for Jacob. Having received God's blessing, which is recounted in more detail a few chapters later, he no longer has to struggle for it. Instead, he inherits the great promises to not only his father, but to his grandfather Abraham. He was inheriting the Abrahamic covenant of the land of Canaan, the many seed, and the single seed who would be a blessing to all the nations of the world. But the thing we need to take away from this is not that Jacob earned God's blessing through his struggling, but rather that true blessing is a gift from God. Jacob was blessed by God and had his life spared after this ultimate wrestling match. Deceit didn't help him here, nor did Jacob's strength, which the man took away in a moment by dislocating his hip. God simply blessed Jacob despite his serious character flaws. Jacob no longer had to struggle and deceive for blessing. Instead, he would simply receive and be a participant in the blessing. It would be through the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that the great blessing to all the nations of the world would come. Join us next time as we meet the 12 sons of Israel, where we'll see the story of one son sold into slavery by his brothers who ends up saving his scheming brothers from death by starvation. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Have you donated to the Bible Literacy Foundation? We'd love for you to partner with us so that we can expand our reach and grow. Your support means more people will have access to the life-changing story and message of the Bible. 
The easy way to donate is to click the link in the show notes to this episode. Alternatively, you can go to our website, BibleLiteracyFoundation.com and click donate. Thank you for making this show possible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.